Amos chapter 4, verses 1 through 5. Hear this word, you cows of Bashan, who are on the mountain of Samaria, who oppress the poor, who crush the needy, who say to your husbands, bring that we may drink. The Lord has sworn by his holiness that behold, the days are coming upon you when they shall take you away with hooks, even the last of you with fish hooks. And you shall go, shall go out through the breaches, each one straight ahead, and you shall be cast out into Hermon, declares the Lord. Come to Bethel and transgress, to Gilgal and multiply transgression. Bring your sacrifices every morning, your tithes every three days. Offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving of that which is leavened and proclaim freewill offerings. Publish them, for you love to do so, O people of Israel declares the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Man, well, we got it all in Amos chapter four, <laughs> verses one through five. We got cows, we got fish hooks, mm-hmm. uh, we got snark. A and little bit of sarcasm. Sarcasm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit. <laughs> a little bit or a lot of it. Um, and man, I mean, uh, it packs a punch in mm-hmm. these five verses. So, uh, you know, lest you think that this, prophecy is only for like the religious leaders and the men of Israel. Uh, Amos is turning towards the women of Israel who love some opulence. They love uh, some wine. They love some, you know, designer stuff and, uh, you know, nothing wrong with designer stuff, but they love it. And the Lord here is promising to trade uh, their opulence that is built on affliction and oppression Mm -hmm. of other people that that is actually going to become their affliction yeah. and oppression that they must endure. Mm. And then he finishes with this really snarky passage. You know, leaven is a big no-no, um, and it is very symbolic. You know, it kind of goes back to the Passover meal um, of the Lord is going to bring you out, so eat with your sandal strapped and your belt tied, and uh, don't even take time to leaven your bread. Eat unleavened bread. And so leaven becomes this symbol uh, in Levitical law of sin, um, of, uh, you know, basically opulence and, and turning away from God. And then Jesus picks up on that image. He warns his disciples of the leaven of the Pharisees. And so Amos here, he takes this really sarcastic tone, yeah. or the Lord takes a sarcastic tone through Amos. Hmm. Uh, and it's this priestly exhortation, you, you know, exhorting them to do these rituals and what sound like biblical levitical worship except that they're offering leavened bread and so it's a very snarky critique of uh the worship which these people of israel these women of israel offer right so tally Mm. what what, give us your thoughts on the cows of bashan (laughs) please well i would never want to be called a cow of bashan so let's start there or or just a cow or just in general that's not (laughs) something um very flattering yeah Uh, take notes everyone if you see tally around if you moo at me yeah yeah. get some serious side eye (laughs) um so the cows of bashan were known to be fat and plump and probably living their best life grazing (laughs) on some beautiful pastures yeah and so he's painting a picture a visual picture that these women are living in opulence and they are living in safety Mm. because the mountains, as we said in the previous chapter, the mountains of Samaria held a fort and held security and uh, walls of safety. 
And so they're trusting the security that they think they have. They're yeah. trusting they're trusting the wealth that they think they have and they're oppressing and taking. Um, and, you know, God's punishment is uh, for sin is for all people. Mm. And we all need radical salvation from the Lord. And so he's, you know, pointing out this isn't just for your husbands. This is for you oppressors. And it just points to how, you know, we can say that women were oppressed in scripture. Some would argue that women were subjugated, all these things, which are not true if you're reading the God of the Bible. And if you're reading who he is and how he highly esteems women and seeks them out and calls them by name and, Mm -hmm. you know, but in this, women are included in the punishment um, and they are not to be, like passed over because they are women, mm-hmm. but because they have chosen to sin against the Lord, there will be punishment. And Will, I mean, we were just talking before you hit record. This is brutal imagery. The, <laughs> you know, dragging a fish out of the water by the fish hook, that fish does not want to come out of the water. Nope. That fish wants to swim away and survive and nope. live another day. And they are going to be pulled out of the water by the fish hook. And I mentioned to you before, if you look at some old Babylonian imagery, the slaves were dragged by the nose by hooks. Ugh. I mean, that is this is a reality and a fearsome, brutal reality yeah. that they are being told yeah. is going to happen to them. Yeah. I would be scared. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes. I mean, and it is interesting. It's a it's a Babylonian kind of prophecy. And uh, you know, we know that Babylon is gonna come along and you know, we studied Daniel few weeks ago and uh we know that that's actually going to be really horribly what kind of takes shape and you know i mean i do think that it's interesting uh to speak to like the agency of woman here Mm. wouldn't it be like excluding woman from sort of this like accountability and whatever that that would actually be like a greater means of dishonoring women and Mm. like basically viewing them as totally not autonomous Mm. and you know it's like that in this economy where men and women are equally at fault and equally responsible for their actions there's actually like this upholding of the dignity and agency of woman that it's hey it's not just the religious leaders it's not just your husbands but that god wants all the hearts of all of his people and so yeah. um, I think even if we press into that, uh, that there is something about the image of God in mm-hmm. all of us that God is honoring and upholding mm-hmm. uh, through this standard yeah. that he is He is holding us to. And uh, I, I do think that that is, is super profound. And, you know, then we come to this passage of uh, the worship, the, yeah. the false worship. Yeah. And so I think that what is so key here is the worship that is outlined in this little sarcastic, mm-hmm. ironic call to worship. It outwardly seems so right. You know, it's like the right amount of times, it's the sacrifices, it's even we threw it off, or we threw a sacrifice of Thanksgiving in there. But there's one thing that ruins all of it. And as this little dust, it's leaven, <laughs> right? And that completely corrodes and mm. disregards the offering before God. Yeah. And I think that that is something that we have to hold very closely to our mind uh, as we approach, you know, worshiping with the body, 
and worshiping God in personal devotion yeah. is that he's not just looking to the outward, but he he's looking into the state of the heart. You know, leaven is, it's a very internal substance mm. in bread. Like you mix it in. Yeah. And I don't know that much about bread. You know a lot about bread. I mean, I know a little bit about bread. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, so you can stop me. Once but it's mixed, you can't see it anymore. There we go. It's that's completely it's completely blended in. It's impossible to separate. That's yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that is such a striking image of the worship is not just this disregard for rules, like their yeah. their failure to worship rightly right. is not an outward disregard for the rules and the law of God, but that it's actually this this unseen thing mm -hmm. that is very elemental, very foundational. Sure. Well, and it's permeated every element of yes. their worship. Like yes. they can't say, oh, well, we have these free will offerings and we have this, you know, Thanksgiving offering. We do these things, oh Lord. And he's saying, no, you can't separate your good, quote unquote, offerings to me from your wicked idolatry. It's it's infiltrated everything. Mm. And it's made it not just false worship, empty worship and 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 almost it's like they're trying to manipulate God and that they are doing these good things. I'm still doing these good things. Oh, God, have mercy on me. You know, we're still offering you free will offerings and we're mm. offering the offering of Thanksgiving to you. Um, you mm. know, it's like I still tithe. Oh, Lord, mm -hmm. I, I show up to church. I serve in children's ministry. Mm -hmm. Why? Why am I being punished? Oh, Lord, why? Why can't I hear your voice? But I, I don't know. Yeah, no, Absolutely. It's a, uh, yeah, like once you mix leaven into bread, you can't cut like the part of that has leaven out, mm -hmm. but you need completely new bread. Correct. And I think what the Lord is saying here is you need a new heart, yeah. a heart that's for me. Yeah. Because your heart holds this leaven of this love of riches. It's this greed. Yeah. It's this like lust of the eyes yeah. and, and pride of life. Yeah. And that is actually going to be the very thing that destroys you. And I think that that's what's fascinating about the history of God's judgment on his people is that he doesn't literally step down from heaven and like take a Saul to the altar, but that these enemy nations rush in and, mm -hmm. you know, bring ruin to a city. But as Amos said yesterday, does ruin come to a city in the, unless the Lord has done it? Right. And so these things will be carried out through the, these wicked nations, but yeah. it's because of their love for comfort. It's that because of their love for riches and they've yep. trusted in that for their security. And we are so prone to trust in that for mm -hmm. our security oh, yes. and not in the nearness and fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You know, I think it's interesting. I love how we both, you know, said hey, there's some sarcasm here. I sometimes think we forget that this is a human person who's very frustrated with a very terrible situation. And we read these things and we're like, how could he talk that way? I just love Amos is a real man who is heartbroken at what he sees. And so I just appreciate that we get to see sarcasm and snark yeah. in scripture sometimes where you have a prophet who's just exasperated with turn, turn. Why won't you turn? Yes. It helps yes. me feel like, yes, it is right to be frustrated with ongoing wickedness. This is right. It yeah. should frustrate. And so mm. his tone, I wish I could just watch him proclaim these things and be like, I know. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, that's uh that's Amos four, one through five for you. And we're gonna continue on through the book of Amos and see where the Lord is going with all this all this stark prophecy to the people of Israel. But until then, for the great Talik Offlin, <laughs> this is Will Carlisle, and we will see you tomorrow.
on our daily rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.